Kicking It with Caleb, episode one. All right, well, welcome to this little new shindig I got going on. You're probably in your apartment right now or in your car or somewhere. I have no idea where you are, but basically what I'm trying to say is you're sitting wherever you are or driving wherever you are, and you're probably thinking as you're listening to this, (laughs) Caleb, like, dude, what are you doing? You're making a podcast? Like, I know you do one with the business school, and that's legit and all, but like, seriously, you're going to make your own? Like, you're a 21-year-old dude, like a college kid. What are you going to talk about? And my response would be, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do a podcast, and I'm going to try to talk about things related to where I'm at with college right now. When I think of the word college, that's just such a loaded term, man, like college. My mind goes in so many different directions when I hear that word, and I think about the past three years that I've been in college, going on my senior year now, I think about so many things. And so what I want to do this semester with this podcast is I'm going to be going around to some of my friends who, when I look at their college career, I just think, man, they have had a remarkable college career. And I want to go to them and get their thoughts specifically on a topic that they can really speak into, whether that's building a solid friend base, or it's leading an organization on campus, or even if it's like, how do you have fun in college? How do you be spontaneous? How How do you be open to new things and willing to try random stuff. Uh, We'll even talk about swing dancing. Man, that is one of the best things I've ever done in college is learn how to swing dance. So yeah, I'm just going to be chilling with a lot of friends and having conversations and hopefully you'll benefit from it. Uh, I hope, especially if you're in college and if you know me at UGA, uh, I'm going to be talking about all things college related and specifically talking to UGA students. So who knows? Maybe you'll uh, you'll want to subscribe on iTunes and give me a give me a follow. It'd be be awesome. I'd love to hear your feedback and see uh, what you learn from the show. Okay, so first show up. I am talking to a good friend of mine. His name is Caleb Bada. When I think of Caleb Bada, I think of somebody who knows how to work hard. But the amazing thing about Caleb is not only does he work hard. He has a lot of fun, and he spends a lot of time with his friends and with his family and uh, just being involved with ministries. I mean, it's really cool to see how a dude who can be a pre-med major and do so well in school and just kill it, he's going to he's gonna shoot me for saying all this and bragging about him. He's a really humble dude, but he is a stud at school. But he also spends a lot of time outside of the library doing social things with his life, having Uh, a normal college career. So I'm going to sit down with Caleb and be like, yo, Caleb, how do you do it, man? Because I need some help. And a lot of other people probably could use your advice too. So here we go. Let's sit down with Caleb Bada. All right, so today I am fired up to be sitting down with my buddy and fellow Caleb, 
Hey, Caleb. Caleb Botto, what's going on? <laughs> it's good. I try to tell people, we try to distinguish this between our last names, because Caleb just, it's not going to work. It's going to be confusing. So no. you're Botta and I'm Stevens. Yeah. It's kind of how we do Bada it. Botta bing, botta boom is my name, Caleb Botta. So for those of you listening, Caleb Botta is a good friend of mine. I've known him uh, ever since I got here to UGA. Uh, he's been a huge inspiration to me. He is a pre-med major, or I guess I should say was you just finished up. Yeah, I still am. Yeah, biology. Yeah, finished up undergrad, headed off to MCG at the Athens campus uh, right here at UGA. So that's exciting. Caleb and I um, were in the same small group together for the past couple of years, and he's been a big um, just influence on my life, and I'm grateful to have him on today. So thanks, man, for being a part. Yeah, thanks. That was nice. nice so, yeah. So today um, we're talking about working with excellence, and I think that's one of the essential components of having a remarkable career. I think it's particularly relevant to uh, our schoolwork. It's kind of hard to get around schoolwork when you're in college, yeah. you know, uh, for obvious reasons. And if you want your career to really make an impact and, and be meaningful and, and hopefully remarkable, you can't really get around doing schoolwork. And that takes working with excellence. And for 95% of us, me included, uh, we can't just show up on test day, take the test, you know, having never studied, and ace the class. <laughs> me neither. Unfortunately, I can't do that. That would be super nice, uh, but I'm not one of those people, and I don't think you are either. So, uh, you're a pre-med major, or gosh, yeah. was a pre-med major, and I know one of the big things with pre-med is organic chemistry. Yep. From what I've heard, it doesn't matter if you're the most driven person in the world, if you spend your life in the library, if you give it all you've got, it's still a very hard class, you know, no matter how hard you work. And that seems to kind of be the, the, you know, the, the hard fact. Um, so when I heard that you aced Okim, I was like, whoa, what is this guy's secret? I mean, I see him in RUF all the time. He goes to swing dancing. Um, and he's in Okim, and he got an A. You know, what's going on? I was like freaking out. I was like, I gotta talk to Caleb and figure out what's his secret. And it's been funny over the past couple of years as you've talked to me about uh, kind of your secrets to success with organic chemistry in particular, I was surprised that um, your answer was kind of counterintuitive to what most people would tell you. I think what most people would tell you is, well, you gotta spend your whole day in the library. You know, you gotta make organic chemistry, your only major commitment, you can't go to this and that and be involved outside of school. And your answer, I thought, was starkly different from uh, from what most people would tell you, is to basically kind of spend your life with OCHEM. So talk about that for a little bit. You know, what was kind of your, your key to, to really doing well in the class? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I mean, I think first thing I say, like, I mean, I was, I was gracious, like, I felt very blessed to get the grade that I did. I don't think that I had this like miracle formula to get a good grade in that class and I don't feel like it was it's and I know because of my beginning grades in that class it wasn't this raw talent thing I feel very blessed that I didn't end up doing well but yeah I think the big thing I learned from there um, from that class in particular and just all the chemistries all the chemistries I mean I think most majors have 
a class like OCHEM for, for the biology pre-med type people, that's the weed out class where you're like, okay, this is when it gets real. And it's not necessarily the content, like the content's super hard, but it's that the professors have decided that this is the hard class. We're just going to make it Right. So it's you. like, I've yeah. heard finance and accounting for business majors. So it's not, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like everyone, no matter what you're doing in college, you probably are going to have a class like that where it's like, this is the really hard one, whatever it is going to be. And I think what the big pick principle I learned that was kind of amazing to me, like looking back, it's kind of intuitive. I think that in order to do your best, sometimes you have to study less. Hmm. Um, in order to do your best in a class, a lot of times you have to study less. And I think our initial reaction, like we get into these really hard classes and we kind of freak out and we're like, all right, I've just got to sell out for this. All right, what am I going to do? And you write out, you figure out everything you could possibly do to study. You make flashcards, you um, read your notes, you read the book before class, you talk to people, you study in groups, you get tutoring. You just kind of make this list of things you could do and then you just attack it with like reckless abandon. Just go for it, go to town. Um, that's what most people do. Um, and I think that has a place, but what I've really learned is when I did that with chemistry and I just sold out for it and I was in the library and that's all I was doing, I began to almost wither for lack of a better term because I was just studying and what happened was eventually I came to a place where I realized like this, all these other different aspects of my life were just suffering because I was in the library all the time. I hadn't been spending hardly any time with friends. I hadn't seen my family. I, there's just all these different aspects of my life were kind of going to shambles as I sold out for this organic chemistry class. And then I wasn't getting the grades I needed either. And so I just kind of realized I was in this place like, I, I have to, something has to change. And what happened for me is when I got balanced again, when I started hanging out with friends and going swing dancing, and when I went home, like I remember there was a week I had four tests within two days. It's only happened to me once in undergrad. Um, and they were, they were all sciences. Um, I had a family birthday party the day before, and I went. Think Decisions like that, wow. I'm convinced that when you have your life in balance, what happens is you are giving up some of that time that you could use to study. And like the most intuitive thing is like, okay, in order to do my best in this class, I need to take all the time I have and put it there and just work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think what's amazing is when you take the time and you say, these are what are the things that are important to me, and you make sure you do those I think what that does is it actually makes your study time more effective. So what happens is when you actually pursue balance and you spend time with family and with friends and with um, you know doing the things that are important to you in life, what happens is that then fuels you that when you have that other now slightly smaller amount of time, you are motivated that I'm going to make this really good mm-hmm. and the quality of that study time goes up. Yeah. Um, like something simple, like a way to think about it is – um, if you had a huge test tomorrow and it's like, let's say it's 10 o'clock at night, you have a huge test. There's two options. It's let's say it's 10 o'clock at night tomorrow at 8am. You have a huge test that you're really worried about. You have two options to learn how to study for it. You can either go to sleep and wake up and try to do your best, or you could stay up the entire night and just try to cram as much information into your brain. May or may not have done that before myself. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Or try to. <laughs> of course, of course. And so you, you, if you, What's interesting is at some point there, sleeping is actually going to result in a better grade on the test. I think everyone can kind of see that intuitively. And maybe if you totally haven't looked at the material, you should maybe work for four hours and get four hours of sleep and take it. But at some point, sleeping will help you do better instead of studying. And I'm convinced that applies to everywhere. Getting eight hours of sleep at night, spending time with friends, spending time with family, doing the things that are important in life, those things actually help you get better grades. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot of times we kind of equate the number of hours we spend studying to the quality. In other words, if I study for six hours a week or a day compared to three hours a day, then I'm going to do better on the test yeah. or in the class. 
And sometimes it's not always how it works out, like you're saying. We get burnt out, and we're not recharged by the things that really are important to us. Yeah, I, I think I mean, this, I think that's just blatantly not true. And I think that's what we come into college with. Most of the time, that's our mentality. Because in high school, we were assigned homework. And we were to do our homework. And if you did your homework, you are good. And if you wanted to get an A, that was the kid who did all their homework. And it's like, man. But in college, you get to decide what you want to do. And so it, I think it's a blatant, like a huge mistake to think that if I just put in a ton of time, that's, that's, what, that's how I'm going to do well. Because like, like a great example of this is, I, I was taking genetics, and for genetics at Georgia, at least, the big thing is you want to work as many problems as you can. Um, I didn't know this, but I went in and I had office hours at the beginning of each semester. I tried to do this with all my hard classes, and I just asked the professor, like, all right, I write up my plan for how I'm going to study. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm planning to do. Do you have any advice? Would you change anything? Would you add something? Would you not do this? And I remember that professor said to me, he's like, hey, just work as many problems as you can. That's the only thing that's important, work as many problems as you can. And then halfway through the class, I had a friend who was struggling, and she was working so hard. She read every page of the book. She recorded the lectures and re-listened to them, which takes an eternity mm. to do that. It takes so long. She was putting in all this time. I was putting in about 30 minutes a day working problems. I was doing significantly better than her in the class just because our approaches wow. were different. So I think, I think that's the thing to realize is like the amount of time – isn't what gets you the grade. It's what you learn. And so it, the pr- simpler principle of dis- making the decision to keep your priorities straight, stay balanced, spend time with your family, spend time with friends, making that decision first increases the quality of that time so that you learn more. And then also making, it also puts this pressure on you. Okay, I only have four hours now to study. How am I going to do that? And you really take the time to think about what's the best thing to do instead hmm. of doing everything I can think of. Right. I think both of those are really key. Yeah, it reminds me of a story. Um, last semester, back in the fall, I was taking finance, which for the yeah, Terry students in business, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough class. I wouldn't put it up there though, Ken, but <laughs> it takes a lot of time. From what I've heard, it's like speaking a different language in a sense, just because it's a totally new, um, you know, introduction of concepts that you've never seen before, pretty much ever in your life, or mm-hmm. at least thought critically about and learned about. So. Um, it's the first finance test of the year and it's huge and everyone's stressed and it's just like, it's really hyped up, you know, everyone's just nervous. Mm-hmm. And so we're all studying and kind of cramming in the SLC. And I realized, like you're saying, I've pretty much done all the problems that he's given us for practice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I understand pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. And so it was about, I want to say it was about 11 o'clock in the morning and the test wasn't until like 7 p.m. at night. Yep. And I was thinking, you know what? It's been a long week. I've been studying for this test. I am dead tired. And the test is until 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. tonight. So I was thinking, I could keep working these problems. Or you know what? I could just go home and take a nap. Yeah. And wake up a few hours before, you know, get a little coffee going, get the energy going, and then just go take the test. And I ended up doing that. And at first, I felt kind of guilty, like, what am I doing? I'm wasting all this time. I could be studying and just putting in the hours and grinding it out and getting ready. But I just turned out the light and went to sleep, went, drove home, went to sleep, got up, um, went to, went back to the campus, took the test and it worked out, got an A, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think it kind of shows you right there that a lot of times we tend to uh, value efficiency over effectiveness instead of the opposite of thinking about how can we do this best and Mm -hmm. not just how much time are we spending? How many things are we getting through? Yeah. That kind of thing. And I think we definitely, there's also a temptation to um, want, like, I feel like we want to know that we're okay. And for some of us, we say, like, studying is what's making me okay. Like, I 
for me, the trap that I always fell into is like, I want to do my best. And that's how I define myself. And so what well, that ends up sliding doing, like an example is if, let's pretend like if you were weightlifting, um, you know, and like, let's say you're in the gym and you're lifting a, um, a bar and you're trying to do like 10 curls or something like that. And you're going and like, let's and like for studying, the way we think of li- of studying a lot of times is like our workouts. Like, all right, I've got to do these 10, there's 10 sets of 10 for curls or whatever. When in reality, the best thing to do if you really just wanted to lift that bar is to go and get like a ham truck or something or like go get a pulley system or you can cheat, like go get a tutor. You know, I think a lot of times with our homework, we think like, well, I worked all these problems, you know, so I'm a good worker. It's like, or you could have just gone and gotten tutoring, spent maybe like a third of the time and then use that other two thirds time to like hang out with friends. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the, I think that's the thing. You always have to look at what's the, what's going, am I learning? Is this effective? And make that right. your, your it's it's effectiveness, not effort. Right. Yeah. For accounting um, in, in Terry as well, one of the big things that is really key to being successful is working the problems mm-hmm. in the back of the book. Yeah. And I did that, but what I also did, which was a huge mistake, was I read every single word on every page of every chapter leading up to the first test. Yep. So much so yep. that when I was taking notes, it got so bad. Um, I had locked myself in my room. It was one of those things, again, where it's like the first test that you're starting for, yeah. and there's just so much hype, and mm-hmm. everyone's nervous. I got tendonitis in my elbow, <laughs> and it hurts to move my elbow for a week after because I had put so much time into oh reading gosh. the notes in the book, um, and it was like, it didn't even really help Useless. me at the end, and yeah. I put hours and hours and hours into it, and really, it's more about, all right, Caleb, just study the concepts. How do you do the problems? How does this work? You know, how do... How does the income statement work? That kind of thing. And not mm-hmm. how many words can you read about right. it and basically just regurgitate it on a yeah. piece of paper. I think, I think too, I think the big thing with studying that I think is the main, one of the main things I learned throughout my entire college experience is I think the thing that's a good new North Star for you as you figure out how you want to study for a difficult class is to kind of sit down and decide like, okay, what, what are the things in life that are important to me? Like, what are my priorities And like, you know, I think that's something that's exciting about college is it's this first time for a lot of us that we really get to decide like, you know, who is Caleb Bata? What am I going to be about? What am I going to do? And I think what I've learned with studying is that when you sit down and you figure out, all right, this is what's most important to me and you write that out and you, you know that, then what it lets you do is when like for me, like family and friends, like spending time with friends, like, you know, people think of that, oh, I'm procrastinating. I'm hanging out with my friends. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, actually, this is something that's really important to me. Um, When you have sat down and you figure out this is what Caleb Bata is about, that makes it so much easier to put everything into context. Um, so, like, for it's, I think it's easy for a lot of people when you go in towards a big test, you're like, oh no, there's so much writing on this, and you get really stressed out really fast. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna fail. This is terrible. I'm working. I'm tired. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail. Um, and for me, what I kind of realize is when I step back, I look at like, okay, what, what, what are the things that are really important to me in my life? You know, and like just kind of simply, I think we've all kind of done this on some level, but you know, like my faith, my family, my friends. Um, when you step back and look at it this way, you can ask this question, which is a crazy question. It's, why am I studying? Hmm. And for me, um, you know, when you say, why am I studying? It's like, well, I want to go into this school and I, you know, just do whatever that is. 
for you, I think what that do what that does for you is that arms you to come back into this conversation about how you're studying. Like if you know why you're studying, you can look at the how conversation a lot differently. Because I think for a lot of us, we just think, why am I studying? Because in this phase of my life, this is like the most important thing going on. Because if I don't get into med school, I'm going to die. So, you know, I think people, like you don't ever say it that way, but that's that's almost like where we come from a lot of times is like, you know, if I don't pass this accounting test, the world ends, you know? And so we get really stressed out and we just dive into it. I think when you take a step back and you look at your priorities and you're like, okay, why am I studying in the first place? That equips you to walk into your studies and look, okay, what's the best way to do this? And to realize, you know, if, if I'm not successful, it's going to be okay. Or, it, you know, maybe for you, like if, if studying really is your most important thing, um, that's an entire conversation. But if maybe if that is your most important thing, then you probably should burn the candle at both ends and just completely sell out for it. But if, if you realize that there's other, like for me, like my faith and my, like I said, faith, family, and friends for me are three much bigger things than my work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my work's an important part of those things. And so what happened to me is it, it kind of created this sandbox of like, when it's time to work, I'm going to work really hard. But then when I, it's time to spend time with friends or with family or um, like read my Bible, things like that, I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. And that's also important to me. Um, Almost comes down to stewardship with what you've been given. You know, and all these different callings in our lives that we have and making sure that, um, like you were saying, those values and those things that are important are really what kind of frames the whole conversation about work and why it really matters in the first place. Yeah. And, And then what that lets you do is like you can... You can look at the conversation. The classic thing that happens is, you know, it's time to study and then someone's like, hey, you want to go throw a Frisbee? You can sit down there and look at that decision and really make a good decision based off that. And when you have sat down and you know, this is why I'm studying, this is how I'm going to study, this is how much I'm going to study, it kind of frees you to go do that. And you're like, since you're, I don't know if that, if that makes sense, but... Um, no, it does, absolutely. Like, if, if it frees you to go play Frisbee and not be guilty about it mm-hmm. and um, frees you to be involved in, like, two things I was involved with is I volunteered at this place called Mercy Health Center in Athens and I was involved at RUF and, like, those were very important parts of my life. And so even though like I might have the test the next day, I'm still going to go to RUF because I decided that in advance. And when I sat down to plan how I was going to study for that test, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you wrote a blog uh, a while back. And yep. give us just some like practical tips for like when you're in the trenches and you're in class and you're at the library studying, like, what are some practical things that you think have helped you be successful as a pre-med student undergrad? Yeah, um, yeah. So that website is premedthoughtsfromaseniorweebly.com. You probably won't find it on Google because it's a really small site that ten people have visited, and it's .weebly.com because it's free. But you know, hey, um, but we'll it's, put a link to it yeah. in the show notes so everyone can get it. Yeah. Um, so uh, some of the, well, I think the biggest thing, honestly, like and this is practical. It, it's it's so simple that it's like frustrating to hear this as advice. But I think it's like flashcards. Like the concept of a flashcard is not difficult, but it can be really helpful to help you do well on a test so it's kind of like that I think the idea of deciding how you're going to study before you study is huge Mm -hmm. and most people don't do that but I'm a huge fan of what I do is the um, week or two before like probably about two weeks before the average test for like a hard class I'll sit down and I'll write out what I'm going to do before that test and then I look at those two weeks and I write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday you know and I write when I'm going to do those things Mm -hmm. 
that is so helpful on a lot of different levels. Um, for one, when the guy comes and wants to play Frisbee, you can look at that schedule, know what you're going to do that day, know if you have time to do it, know if you can switch it to the next day, whatever you need to do, and make a good decision. You don't just have to be like, nope, I'm studying for a test. I can't do anything. <laughs> and then um, the, the next thing you can do that lets you do is after you take that test, what's crazy is you get a grade back. And this it sounds silly, but you get this instantaneous feedback on how well you've been doing. And like, especially like some internships I've been in now, it's, I haven't never realized how awesome that is about being a student. You get all this feedback. Um, and lots of jobs, you don't get hardly any feedback. You just kind of keep trying to do well. But you get this number that says, okay, this was my plan. You can look at it. And you can write a number at the top, 78. Okay. So I did some good things here. There's some things I can improve. And then the next time you get two weeks before a test, you write out what you want to do. And you can compare it to that list. And you can like make improvements on it and I think everyone kind of does this in their mind but I'm just a really big fan of writing it out and being intentional about it and then getting advice you can take that plan and you can go to your professor's office hours and be like hey what do you think and then like your genetics professor someone will be like nope you just need to work problems don't do any of that other stuff you were going to read the chapter you were going to record the notes all that don't do it it's a waste of time work problems and I, I think that's huge. You can take it to upperclassmen who've done well. And just I think I'm just a huge fan of being intentional of deciding how you're going to study and when you're going to do it. And just decide those things instead of just being like, I have a test in three days. My entire life is studying. <laughs> Sounds like me, but... Thankfully, oh, yeah. we, we have and Caleb Bonner to give us no, great no, no, well, and here, here's the thing, too. Okay, so, like, everyone has the class where they don't think about it until two days before the test mm-hmm. and study for it. Sure. So, like, Religion 1001, something like that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying don't do that. I think that's a completely legit strategy is to not think about a class until the day before and then try. I think that's completely fine. It's college. You're going to do that. But write it down and decide you're going to do that at the beginning of the semester. Don't just have other things going on and then accidentally arrive to like, no, this is what's going to happen. And then you can even know when you're planning and this when this really comes and becomes clutch is as you keep doing this, if you're intentional about how you study, you will... Over time, every test you take, every class you get, you get more and more feedback about what's working well for you, and you can keep improving so that then at like your senior year, your junior year, you can have improved to the point where you know exactly what you need to do to get the grade. And then what happens is if you have a situation where you have four tests in the same week, you can write out all those plans, overlap them, figure out how the time's going to balance, make it work, and still show up to things that are important to you like your your mom's birthday party or something like that. Whereas, you know, at the beginning of your college career, you don't know what you need to do. So you probably need to keep studying. Um, And so it's just a really, just being intentional about how you study, I think is huge. Hmm. That's good stuff, man. Any final thoughts as we wrap up today, just on, man, how do you stay balanced? And I remember one time we were in, we were in Snelling a while back and you were telling me, you're like, yeah, I used to try to do my best. Now I just try to do my balanced best. Yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with whatever that ends up being. Yeah. I think it kind of comes back to like, I used to, for me, I, that was something that was kind of passed. I wrestled in high school and it's kind of just passed on to me that like part of being a man, this kind of sounds silly when you just say it like this, part of being a man is doing your best, like doing great work. That's part of being a man. I think that probably is part of our American culture. But um, what I've kind of learned is to, that I need to do is that when I look at what's important in my life, um, you know, I've got different priorities, like my relationship with God, with my family, with my friends, just on down the line. What I've realized is like those things are important because they're important. And so if I completely sell out and ignore my family and my friends and my faith, and I just study for this test, I might get an A. 
Um, what we've talked about earlier so far in this conversation is you really probably will get a worse grade if you do this. But even if you do just decide to sell out, you might get that. But you'll lose out on those other priorities in your life. At the end of the day, that report card is not going to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to – there's no – you'll get that A in OCHEM, but then you're like, I don't have any friends. And like <laughs> life it, – it's not a good trade. Mm-hmm. And so what I've kind of realized, I've come to the place where if you look at your priorities and you – you you have them in front of you and you're like, okay, this is where studying is. I'm going to do excellent work. This is how much time I'm going to do there. And then when you're in that time frame, you work your tail off and you do excellent work and you really try to do well. And then once that's over, you're done. And then you can keep the rest of your life balanced that way. And it just makes a huge difference because if I maintain a good relationship with my family and with my friends and I'm not, all these other parts of my life are healthy and I don't do well in school, that just means that school, that means I'm in the wrong degree program or this wasn't meant for me and I need to find something else. That's all that, that means. And that's not this big loss. But if you sell out for school and you miss out on a year or two of your relationship with your parents, when you're later in life, you're going to look back when they're not here anymore and you'll be like, wow, I could have known my mom better or I could have been there for my little sister when she was going through that time. And I just think that you know, the regrets, like, uh, I I think it's important to keep everything in perspective. So that's, that's the goal I have for myself is to do my balanced best in each class. How can I steward this block of time that I have and do my best in it? Man, that's good stuff. Well, thanks so much, Bada, for being on. Really appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm.